on Broadway for Wednesday, December 11th, 2019. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, today's the day. It is. It, today's the day. And, and ironically, it is one month short of being uh, five full years. But it took me four years and 11 months exactly to rack up 1,000 shows on Broadway radio. The first one, the first one featured an interview with Tom Hewitt. Not even sure who that is. Um, Tom Hewitt, Rocky. No, I'm just kidding. No, yeah, Rocky Horror. Rocky not Horror. like, yeah. not, not like not Rocky. The other Rocky. Hey, yo, Adrian. Not that yeah. one. That's a musical too. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, five years, January 11, 2015. Tom Hewitt and Gallivant. We talked about mm. Gallivant, that long-running favorite musical uh, TV show. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been a long, crazy ride. Um, and, I, you know, it's kind of crazy, though, James, that I'm now only 170 shows behind you and you had a 10 year head start. Mm, kind of, sort of. I think those numbers might be wrong. Though. Yeah, my numbers are wrong. There's, yeah, there's, <laughs> that's what I mean. there's about 400 <laughs> some odd shows that are not listed there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all mine are listed, baby. That's all that matters. No, absolutely. All yours are listed, and that means you're going to have to stay around for at least another couple of years to beat me. Eh, we'll see. Maybe if we kick you out of here and we don't let you come back as often, I can catch up a little faster. I Well, that's the only reason why I did come back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, hey, Matt's, Matt ca- pass? Matt, yeah. Matt's catching me in the numbers here. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Can't do that. Can't do that. Um, another thing that is ridiculous is the first Broadway official performances of West Side Story happened last night. Uh, they are actually happening while we are talking, James. But I do want to say I had some friends who went to the invited dress and they said it was the best thing they've seen all year. So I don't know. I mean, these are theater people, theater who are inclined to like Evo. So I don't know what the heck's going on. I didn't put this in the show, James, because Robert Friedman or Richard Friedman, whatever his name is at Showbiz 411, has a story about Sergio Trujillo being brought in to be a choreography consultant. I've also heard that there might be a directing consultant coming in, but I'll wait until we have that officially to like get into it. But whether the show is great or not, things are definitely happening over at the Broadway theater. And I am very anxious to hear like mass reports because good, bad and different. I think this is going to be, it might be indifferent, but it is not, but it is very much going to be different as well. This is going to be very much a big middle finger to traditional musical theater. I uh, know, knew, knew a handful of people who went to the invited dress as well. And they sang praises as well, but it is invited. I don't know. You know, it, totally. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, it's it's not like uh, it's not critics. It's friends and family. Yeah, the Republicans are not invited Nancy Pelosi over. Cor- correct. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I got nothing on that one. Yeah, I got let's believe you there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this uh, open. You know, we're closing uh, show one thousand, baby one thousand and one. We're going to have some interesting things to talk about yet again. Who knew? Ooh, a boy. thousand shows later, we we'll still have stuff to talk about. A thousand shows. Gosh, man, we are so dumb. Um, wow. While not everybody was able to go see the invited dress, everybody is able to go over to patreon.com slash Broadway radio and uh, join us in our early access special episode fun over there, James. 
Yeah, uh, I was thinking about putting up a little poll over at Patreon to see uh, if people are going to go uh, see this um, West Side Story. And you, you were saying that you, you felt as though the tickets are selling fast to this right now? Tickets are, uh, yeah, it's, I think almost all of December is sold out. Now, they might be holding back some tickets to try to get those premiums closer to the holidays. But if you go on, I don't know, Telecharge, because it's a, it's a Schubert house. If you go on Telecharge, there's, it's pretty slim pickings. And I didn't go through every day, but I did a little quick perusal. And, and there are not a ton of tickets available still for this show for the rest of this month, at least. All right. So, uh... We'll have to see what happens in the next couple of days. All right, so let's move into the news. What do we have in the uh, show and casting news? All right, James, we didn't have any major news yesterday, but we had lots of little bits of news. So we're going to run through them here. As always, the show and casting notes rules apply. If you want to stop and talk about something, let me know. First up, yesterday, Manhattan Concert Productions announced that in their upcoming concert production of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, the previously announced Tony winner, Ariel Stachel, will no longer be playing the title character due to an unforeseen scheduling conflict, and instead he will be replaced by an actor that I am sure he is often in competition for for roles. I'm sure it's usually down to these two guys in, uh, you know, final callbacks and stuff. That is star of stage and screen Noah Galvin. Not not exactly. Anyway, the one night only concert is scheduled for February 17th at Lincoln Center. Now, James, that wasn't the only casting replacement news that we got yesterday, as we learned that Austin Durant would be temporarily stepping into the role of Harold Zidler in Moulin Rouge on Broadway as Danny Burstein takes six weeks off to have a torn meniscus repaired. Oh, yeah, that's uh, that's something. uh I know very well as the uh, yeah. quarterback for the Ohio State Buckeyes, Justin Fields, is dealing with a torn meniscus right now, too. Actually, it's strained. It's not completely torn. But anyway, nonetheless, uh, Durant's run actually began last night and will run into January. Also, earlier this week, we learned of an impressive cast of stars that will be leading the off-Broadway premiere of the new musical adaptation of the best-selling novel Between the Lines. The show will begin performances at Second Stage's Tony Kaiser Theater, although it is not a Second Stage show. This is a rental. It'll be in performances on April 21st. The cast will feature Jason Gautet, Ariel Jacobs, Julia Murney, Vicki Lewis, Carrie St. Louis, Will Burton, John Rapson, Jerusha Cavazos, and Morgan Siobhan Green. And finally, in this section, James, on Tuesday, we learned that Jennifer Damiano, Ana Nuguero, Joel Perez, and Michael Zegan would join the previously announced Duncan Sheik in the world premiere of Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice. This new group musical will begin performances at the Signature Theater on January 16th and is scheduled to run through March 15th. Okay. So I was going to say that uh, that thing over at Second Stage, the rental there... They opened up the vault to take all that talent out. You know, it's it's a, it's a big show. Daryl Roth is a uh, uh, is is the producer, and she's been working on this one for a while. I think we even talked about it that uh, Ariel Jacobson, I think Jason Gautier, did this show at Kansas City Rep uh, a year or so ago, and we talked about it then. Um, so uh, it should be interesting to see what this is like. A great talent. Uh, always love seeing Julia Murney back on stage, and Vicky Lewis, and Carrie St. Louis, um, uh, John Rapson, who I saw. Um, doing the Jefferson Mays role on tour in Gentleman's Guide. He was also the Beatle when I saw Sweeney Todd off Broadway. He's great. Um, so just a really fantastic cast overall. All right. I saw this um, press release come across 
my email and I said they got it they got a comma wrong. But they didn't. No, they did not. They did not they... because the Red Bucket Follies announced the fall fundraising totals. Yeah, James, uh after the past six weeks of fundraising over the past two days on Monday and Tuesday, Broadway cares equity fights AIDS finally announced on the second day of the red bucket follies that they had collected an astounding $5,631,888 in the past month and a half. Holy. Now get this. This is not their highest total of all time. And apparently is their second highest (laughs) fall fundraising total. I'm going to guess that I don't know this. They didn't say what year was actually better, but I bet if we went back into the archives, we could find out that the best performing year was probably the year that Hamilton opened. And that would be my guess because everybody who was there was like, you had to be a millionaire to get through the front door with Richard Rogers. That would be my guess. Just throwing that out. I'm going to guess that it had to do with some show that Hugh Jackman was doing because he kept on selling his t-shirt for $10,000 a night. Could be, but I would. This is a, this is only for their fall fundraising. Oh, so yeah. keep that in mind, because I, uh-huh. I think his last uh, concert was was in the spring. So, but who knows? Well, you know, inflation, yada yada yada. Um, but if you have seen a show on or off Broadway or on the road recently, you know that shows have been fundraising to support the incredible organizations through Broadway Cares, and the top fundraising show was Hamilton. But it was the and Peggy tour <laughs> coming in at $434,841. And that actually makes sense because the tours play much bigger houses uh, than on Broadway. So more people to uh, siphon money off of. But the Fox in Atlanta, there's oh, like he, you can fit like five Broadway show, four, five Broadway houses into the Fox in Atlanta. Yeah. As somebody who has seen dozens of shows at the Fox, I can confirm. Uh, but on Broadway, Moulin Rouge led the way with almost 316K, followed by Hades Town, Hamilton, and Ain't Too Proud. Betrayal was the top fundraising Broadway play at 108,000, and Little Shop was the highest fundraising off Broadway show at $74,694, followed at 600 or at uh, 68K by Fiddler on the Roof in Yiddish. So, congratulations to all of these shows and to everyone who contributed to these extremely important organizations. What do we have in recent Off-Broadway review roundups? Yeah, so we talked about a couple shows that would be opening this week Off-Broadway when Ashley and I did this week's theatrical schedule. So I've already told you about the shows. I'm not going to spend a lot of time. I'm just going to really quickly get into reviews first for Halfway Bitches Go Straight to Heaven. Ben Brantley, writing for the New York Times, said, quote, I'll admit that I spent the show's first 10 minutes or so in a state of slightly irritable resistance, seeing so many curmudgeonly eccentrics assembled for an in-house talent night. But it wasn't long before I succumbed to the surging vitality and diversity of its wayward throng of lost souls. When the script doesn't provide the individualizing details that transcend stereotypes, the performances do. And Gurgis makes sure that every person on stage is filled with the contradictions that are part and parcel of being human. Now, Time Out New York's Naveen Kumar gave the show three out of five stars and was slightly more hesitant about some of the portrayals on stage, writing, quote, But while the play pays careful attention to people whom gentrification would rather ignore, the framing of their lives as entertainment can be discomforting. What does or what does it mean for the story of a halfway house to feel so often like a sitcom? When do depictions of ignorance, as in the case of a vicious transphobic tirade, curdle and turn sour? The slackness of John Ortiz's direction allows such questions to linger and the audience to drift. 
Feeling uncertain of a destination may be true of life, but it doesn't always make for great drama. Now we're going to move over to um, another show, James Lincoln Center's Greater Clements, and we're going to start with Helen Shaw writing for Vulture, writing, quote, Greater Clements is steeped in sadness, even in its more optimistic moments, and a person looking for a fun night out might not want to take on that particular stain. And I can't say the play is as, as assured as Samuel Hunter's other works. In moving his chess pieces into place, Hunter sometimes lets us see the playwright's hand. There's some rather melodramatic use of overheard conversations, for instance, and both of the play's final scenes try to underline themes while accidentally undercutting what has gone before. That may have led to other destabilizations. The performances can be uneven, with Garmin, a longtime Hunter actor, exactly striking the appropriate tone while others swing too hard and miss. Now, on the other hand, Adam Feldman of Time Out New York gave the show five out of five stars. He does not do that often. No. He wrote, he wrote, quote, the people in this play mean well, and your heart leaps out to them even at the risk of being crushed. With painful honesty, Hunter shows us a part of America from which we would we might rather avert our gaze. A town with no prospects, inhibited by the tired custodians of histories and families that have reached the end of the line. So these are two shows off Broadway that have uh, gotten really strong word of mouth. Here's a couple of reviews. We will have links to even more reviews in the show notes if you would like to learn more. Uh, do you know Halfway Bitches Straight Go Straight to Heaven changed their name? <laughs> I did not. What did they change their name to? It, it's now called Halfway Bitches Go Straight to Extension through Sunday, January 5th. That is correct. Yes, they uh, did announce an extension yesterday, so good for them. Yes. All right. What do we have in other news? Okay, James. Yesterday, you and Ashley talked about the bitter, bitter uh, situation going on over at the Winter Garden Theater. As Beetlejuice has been evicted, they are using the E word. Well, fans have taken quite a uh, they, they've, they've taken to this charge and they are not going to go quietly into that sweet night as <laughs> in addition to tons and tons of tweets from cast and fans. There has been a change.org petition started that as of recording time, James has over $10,000 or 10,000 signals. <laughs> Signatures, dollars. Can you imagine? That might actually pay for like one stall at the uh, Winter Garden. Uh, but 10,000 signatures to keep Beetlejuice open. Of course, that is going to mean nothing at all. But uh, it is a very nice... Um, a very nice gesture for fans Show of support. to make sure that the cast, yeah, exactly, knows that they appreciate them. So uh, good for them. Then, James, last night, thanks to our friend Shane Marshall Brown, sent over this article from Variety about films and documentaries that are coming to Sundance. The top ones, uh, the top headline ones are going to be about Hillary Clinton and Lance Armstrong. But there are two that have a theater connection. The first is called Semper Luis. And I'm just going to read the description here. Follow one single minded immigrant's improbable journey from Puerto Rico to the halls of power. Witness Luis Miranda's unflappable idealism as he battles his health, mobilizes the mainland Latinx community, matches wits with his youngest child applying to college, and bring Hamilton and brings Hamilton to his island home all in twelve months. This is of course Lynn Manuel Miranda's father, whom if you follow Lynn on Twitter, you know quite well. Um, then the other one also has a Lynn Manuel Miranda connection, seeing a theme here. Um, it is called We Are Freestyle Love Supreme. 
Follow the 15-year journey of the founding members of the improv hip-hop group Freestyle Love Supreme as they reflect upon why this show remains such an important piece of their personal, creative, and professional history from the basement of the drama bookshop in New York City to the Broadway stage. So definitely keep an eye out for those. I do not know um, what will happen with those as they go to Sundance. Oftentimes that is where distributors uh, purchase the distribution rights. Um, so, but hopefully we will find these uh, streaming or in theaters soon. If I had to guess, knowing that Lin-Manuel Miranda is obviously attached to both of them, I would guess that they both end up on Netflix. And then finally, James, this is something that I absolutely love. Um, yesterday, uh, playwright Jeremy O'Harris, whom you and Ashley talked about on yesterday's episode, tweeted out information about a new program that Slave Play is going to be doing in which when you buy a ticket to see Slave Play, you can enter the code plus one on telecharge offers and it will you will pay an extra twenty five dollars to pay forward for a ticket for someone else to see the show who might not be able to afford it. We've talked uh a lot about how Jeremy O'Harris and the producers of Slave Play are working to make this show specifically accessible to those who might not be able to see it financially and to those populations who might be marginalized and might not often even think about going to see a, a Broadway play. Uh, so this is just yet another fantastic program that they are putting in place and one that I honestly think that there's no reason that every show that's on telecharge shouldn't do something like this. Just make it an option to if, you know, to, to pay $25 to pay the difference or whatever it is to, to have a show bring in some folks who might not otherwise be able to see it. I know that a lot of shows are sold out and sometimes that's not feasible, but work out a way that, that, people who want to try to pay for the gift of theater are able to do this. And I applaud Jeremy O'Harris and his producers um, and everybody involved uh, for, for making this happen. It's, it's a, a really wonderful addition to the legacy of slave play on Broadway. Yeah. This is a very, very creative way to, uh, to engage the audience who really uh, uh, loves this show and bring in, uh, another type of audience, as you mentioned, that might not be able to traditionally get to it. So that is really, really good. I love that. So uh, these documentaries that are at Sundance, I have two comments about this. You okay. mentioned that there was a Hillary Clinton and Lance Armstrong documentary. Is that called Hillary and Lance? No, no, different documentary. It's not oh. the same documentary. Just, oh, yeah. because I thought it Hillary was Hillary Clinton. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's it's a yeah new play coming to Broadway. Actually, Hillary's is actually a docu series. Uh huh. Um, so uh, yeah, there you go. Okay, and the other thing is is that you with you um thought that maybe uh Lynn's the 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 um the the two the two projects that Lynn is associated with might be picked up by Netflix, but Given Lynn's association with Disney re recently and the Disney Plus. Could be, but you, you also have to remember that Lynn is directing Tick, Tick, Boom for Netflix. Uh -huh. And Netflix Netflix is the rumored home of the original Broadway filmed version of Hamilton. The rumor is that they paid in excess of $50 million to be able to, um, to, be able to stream that, um, yeah. which is rumored to be coming in 2020. 
Um, so I feel like they, he's setting up a little bit of a home there. But of course, he does a, a ton with 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 Disney as well. So who doesn't want a piece of Lin-Manuel Miranda at this point? Do you think he's going to put a uh, lemonade stand in front of the drama bookstore? I, I I don't know. Maybe like a like a Lucy free advice, like five or five cent advice one or something else. No, no, like a lemonade stand in the hot, hot summer. You know. I, I would think maybe Piragua instead. <laughs> right, Matt. Why don't you get us out of here? All right. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Wednesday with us. But most of all, thanks to Matt Tamanini for a thousand shows. That is... Boy, vey. Boy, vey. <laughs> and uh, Ashley and Matt will be back and talk with you tomorrow. <laughs>